And what a wonderful, wonderful message in the book of Isaiah through the prophet Isaiah. Every single time I read about the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the message, the message of God through his scripture is always something that brings me so much joy. Even though many times when we read passages such as the passage that we read today here in Isaiah, we see that, you know, we cannot save ourselves at all. No matter how hard we try, no matter how you know, no matter what we try to do, it's so difficult for us to save ourselves. But yet, even in these difficult times, even when we're not able to save ourselves, and we can't, God still reaches out. He still reaches out to save us. And that is the wonder. That is, I just find that message so, so wonderful in my own life. I am so grateful for the gospel of Jesus Christ as I think about my, my mother, who is... Uh, who had her foot amputated a few years ago because of diabetes. I know that if we're still in, being that she, she is a divorced woman, knowing that if we were still practicing the old religion, that I would not be able to take care of her because that would upset the spirits. And yet it is in the gospel of Jesus Christ that I am able to still today, me and my brothers and sisters are still be able to care for her. You know, even though her, 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 ex-husband and their family doesn't want to you know, have anything to do with her anymore, but we're still able to care for her. And we're still able to care for her. It's all because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's all because of that. And it sets us free. It allows us to do that. How many gospels do we believe that there is? You know, if we look at the world, we see that there's around 8 billion people, nearly 8 billion people in the world. Sometimes we might think that maybe because there's 8 billion people, maybe there's 8 billion different Gospels. We, we look around just at, our, at, at, at Christians, we see that there's 33,000 plus Christian denominations in the world today. Does that mean that there's 33,000 different Gospels? If we look at religion, we see there's 4,200, 4,200 religions in the world today. And sometimes, you know, maybe we might think that, you know what, maybe there's 4,200 different Gospels. And yet, as we read these scriptures in the Word of God, the inspired Word of God through the, prof, uh, through the Apostle Paul, who was inspired by the Holy Spirit to write this letter to the church in Galatia, he reveals that there is only one Gospel doesn't matter how many people there are. It doesn't matter how many Christian denominations we may have. It doesn't matter how many religions there is in the world. But there is only one, one gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ. And we live in a generation that oftentimes we, we like to say things that are politically correct. And I understand why we want to do that. We, we live in a generation that many times we say that all religions are the same. And I just gave you guys a testimony about my own life, how all religions are not the same. If I was still in the old religion, I would not be able to even care for my mother. I would not even, and you know, she's, while she's, you know, she, she, she's suffering from diabetes, her foot was amputated, and you know, um, after that, her husband didn't want any, anything to do with her anymore, and they sent her back and said, you know what, go back to your family. You're sick now, we don't want to ha have anything to do with you. In, in the old traditional way, as a son, I would not be able to take care of her. 
because they believe that by doing that, I would upset the spirit because she has moved on from her family to a different family. And so she has taken on new spirits in her life. That's the belief. And so I would not be able to take care of her. But yet it is in this gospel, it is in this gospel that freed me from all this. I don't have to worry anymore about upsetting the spirits. I don't need to worry about, you know, upsetting the, the ancestors anymore. But I can freely take care of her. I can freely go to her family and say, this is my mother, and I want to take her back home with me. And I want to care for her until the day that she passes away. I'm able to do that, all because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And what I find many times is that many times when we believe that all religions are the same, many times it's because we have not experienced other religions. And yet, what the gospel of Jesus Christ is teaching us here, what, what the scripture is teaching us here, what the apostle Paul is teaching us here is that there is one, only one gospel that sets us free. There is only one gospel that sets us free. And we often live in a generation, many times we like to mix all religions together. And yet that, that's what they were doing here in Galatians, actually. Because they were trying to mix the Old Testament laws with the New Testament. The Old Testament laws with Jesus Christ. And that's why the Apostle Paul wrote this letter. And this letter is one of the very first letters that was written in the New Testament, actually. Because the Apostle Paul went and he, 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 you know, he started this church in Galatians. And there were a mix of you know, Gentiles and, and Jews. And so a lot of different you know, people were going to them and saying, telling them that in order for you to actually be a Christian, you have to practice Judaism. You have to practice circumcision. You have to worship on the Sabbath. You have to keep all the laws. And that's what motivated the Apostle Paul to write this letter to this church. That's what motivated him to write this letter to his church, letting them know that, you know, why? Why is it? Why is it that you're so quickly deserting the message of the gospel. That's why he says in verse 6, I am astonished. Some, some Bibles um, translate that as, I am so amazed. I am amazed that you are so quickly, so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. And he continues in verse 7 and says, which is really no gospel at all. This is a new church. This was a new church in the early first century around 40, you know, around the year 49 to 52 AD, somewhere around there when the Apostle Paul wrote this letter to this church. And they have, they, they have, take, they have just came and accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. They have just become Christians, and yet they were struggling. They were struggling with, the, with faith in, in grace, and that they're at the same time faith in the law that they had. And so many of them felt that they still needed to practice the law. They still needed to practice circumcision, things of that sort, in order, just in order for them to, 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 to have salvation. And the Apostle Paul simply says, you know, for thousands and thousands of years, you've been, you know, you've been sacrificing animals. You've been, you know, providing all these types of sacrifices, all these types of offerings to God. And you continue to do it over and over and over and over again. But this is the final sacrifice already. You don't need to do that anymore. This is Jesus Christ. He is the fulfillment of all of that. He is the fulfillment of the Old Testament law, that he is the final sacrifice. And you don't need to go back and continue to sacrifice animals, continue to provide all these offerings to God. But Jesus Christ has already done all of that. And all you have to do is have faith 
in Jesus Christ. And that, that is the message of grace. That is the message that and Isaiah is talking about, is that, you know, we, no, no matter how hard we try to save ourselves, we just can't do it, and so God provides salvation for us. And God says, this is the way. I will provide my son for you. My son will become the, the sacrifice for you. And you don't need to, to, to put in all those works anymore. You don't need to be, you, you don't need to do all this stuff anymore. All you need to do is have faith in Jesus Christ. And this, this is where salvation is. This, this is the way. This is the gospel. And that is the only gospel that there is. And there is no other gospel. When we try to mix religion, that, that, that is no longer the gospel. When we try to practice other religions, that's no longer. That's no longer the gospel. But the gospel is only in Jesus Christ. And you see here, Paul is talking, the reason why Paul is doing this is because he sees there's a lot of false teaching that's going on. And so, you know, false teaching and things of that sort, it's not something new to our generation. It's not something new in the 21st century. But there, right there in the first century, we see, we see the apostle Paul is saying that evidently some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's what they were doing. They're trying to mix the old, you know, the old law with the, with the message of Jesus Christ. And the Apostle Paul is saying, you know what, don't pay attention to that. Don't pay attention to that. But just put your faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7, he says, Beware of false prophets. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, except the one who does the will of God. And so we need to ensure that us as Christians, that we are following the gospel as taught by Jesus Christ as taught by the apostles in the first century through the scriptures of God, through the scriptures of God, and that there is no other gospel. We see, and we continue to see, that he says that even if an angel, even if an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. Let them be under God's curse. And that, that word curse there is basically talking about being separated from God, that when we're preaching the, the, the wrong gospel, when we're preaching a, a false gospel, or when we're following a go false gospel, we are separated from God. And so the only way for us to really, um, to, the way for us to be with, with God is to believe in the true gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ is taught to us by Jesus himself, is taught to us by the apostle. You know, many times when we look at all these 33,000 different Christian denominations, and oftentimes we go to church and we oftentimes we just serve these denominations. But I want us to understand that it's not about denominations. It's not about which denomination we serve. It's not about which church we serve. But we must always remember that, that the one that we serve is the one true God, and, and we serve God no matter where we are at. No matter which denomination you may be in, you may be in the Baptist, you may be in the CMA, you may be in Lutherans, you may be in the Methodist Church, but we all serve one God. I see a lot of times when people were in, when people were in different other denominations. I, I often see in the Hmong, in the Hmong um, ministry when we, when a lot of times people are in the CMA, they're they're so they're so energetic, they're so passionate about serving God, but when they come into the Methodist, they don't want to do it anymore because. You know what? The Methodist is different, right? 
And that's not the way it should be. It doesn't matter which denomination we belong to. It doesn't matter where we are at. We are to serve God with all our hearts, all our souls, with all our might, everything to give everything to God. Why? Because there is only one gospel. There is only one gospel. There is only one Jesus Christ. And we all serve that one Jesus Christ. We all listen to that very, very same gospel. So no matter where we are, no matter where we are, we must serve with all our hearts, with everything. You know, I came into the, like I've, I've told us before, I came into the Methodist from the Christian and Missionary Alliance. And, you know, um, the family that brought me into the, into the Methodist, I came into the Methodist for about six months, and that family left, right? They left. They say, you know, Chang, why don't you come into the CMA? Uh, why don't you come into the Methodist and uh, come, and help, come and help us, you know? We're going to be here. We're going to support you, and we want you to help us. Our church is not growing, and so we need some help. We need some, some new ideas to help our church grow. And so, I, you know, I, I prayed about it for three years. Think about that. I prayed for, for, about it for three years, and I finally came. And the time, you know, the moment I came, they, they, they took off. All right, they took off. They went back to the CMA. Uh, they went to the CMA, and they're like, Oh, we can't serve here anymore, right? And so, you know, my father, my father was kind of disappointed when that happened. But I told my father, there's a reason why God led us here into the Methodist church. God led us here because God knows that there's something, God has something for us to do here in the Methodist church. God has a plan for us, and so we need, we need to honor that plan. And we, need to, we still need to give all that we can, you know? We don't have any friends. We don't, have any, we don't know anybody here in the Methodist church beside that family that... That, that left, right? We don't know anybody here in the Methodist Church. All, all of our families are in the CMA. All of our friends are in the CMA. All of my father's friends are in the CMA. And so every single week when he goes to the Methodist Church, he has no friends. And, you know, he, he, and a lot of times he's disappointed in that. But like I tell my father, you know, in the Methodist Church, God has a purpose for us. Because all, we all have one God. We all have one Jesus Christ. There's only one gospel. There's only one gospel, and it might, may be a different denomination, but it doesn't matter. God has a purpose for us, and we go there to help the Methodist church. And when, maybe when it's time for God to take us out, God will lead us out maybe to somewhere else. But for now, we know that God wants us here to really help. And that's what we need. That's the that's kind of mentality. That's, a, that's what we need to have. We need to understand that it doesn't matter which denomination we're in, that we share one gospel in Jesus Christ. We need to serve. If you're here, there's a purpose for you to be here. I don't agree with everything the Methodists do. Do you guys agree with everything the Methodists do? <laughs> I don't agree with everything the Methodists do, but, but you know what? It's okay. I can still serve here. And, and I even tell my Board of Ordained Ministry, right? I tell them that I don't agree with everything that you guys do. I don't agree with everything that, that the CMA do, you know? I don't. I don't agree with everything the CMA does. But you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We can still, we can still um, serve together. We can still serve together because the most important thing is that we all share Jesus Christ. Is that we all share in that one gospel of Jesus Christ. Okay? I mean, we all agree on that, you know? Even though all the you know, minor details and things of that sort, we, we don't agree with all of that, you know, the minor details and things like that. But the most important thing, the most essential thing is that on the gospel of Jesus Christ, on the deity of Jesus Christ, we all agree on that. And that's what, that's what we're here for. That's the important thing. That's what allows us to be able to reach out to each other. I know a lot of times, man, with all the, these denominations, we, we like to divide ourselves. 
We like to divide ourselves. I don't want to be with the Pentecostals because they're too obnoxious when they, when they worship, right? You know, when you, if, you're, if you're with the, I took the youth to, the, to a concert. I went with the youth. I didn't take them. I went with them. I went with them to, the, to a Chris Tomlin concert. And, you know, they're, they're jumping up and down. The singer Chris Tomlin. Who, who knows who, who Chris Tomlin is? Does anybody know who Chris, Chris Tomlin is? Okay. That's, that's okay. But, you know, he's singing up there. They're jumping up and down, up and down. The youth is jumping up and down. And I'm sitting in my seat. I'm saying, I'm not going to do this. This is going to give me a heart attack. Right? Because I can't, you know, and they're raising their hands. and They're clapping their hands. And, you know, it was a great atmosphere. It was a great atmosphere. Don't, don't get me wrong. It was a great atmosphere. But I'm getting too old for that. I used to do that too, you know, but, you know, when I was a youth, but I'm getting too old for that now, you know, so I can't do that anymore, and so I was just sitting there watching them, but, but I, I, was, I was grateful to see them. I was grateful to see them worshiping like that with, with about 15,000 people in, in the Golden One Center, you know, and so even though, you know, that, that, that doesn't really, you know, it's not something that I'm, I'm really into anymore, I was grateful to see the youth doing that. I was, I was just grateful to, to, to be there with them and see them, how, how they respond to that type of worship. You know, we, we had Shisha, Josh, Michelle, you know, a couple, of the, a couple of the younger youth, and Simon was there, you know, a couple of the kids that were there too, and then they, they were all really into it, and that's good. And I, and I told them that you guys need to come to church and play music for us like that, because they know how to play music. They're, they're very talented. A lot of times they just don't put it in the, you know, we just haven't really put in the time to do that yet, but, you know. Right, exactly, exactly. But, you know, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, all of that stuff, the important thing is that we all share in the one gospel of Jesus Christ. And so even if we're, we're worshiping with people who are falling back and forth, you know, things like that, you know, we share the same gospel with them. If you guys come to Jordan Crossing, you know, right, right, the way they worship is a little bit different from the way we worship. But that's fine. We all share the same gospel. That's the important thing. That's the important thing is that we all share Jesus Christ. And he is our Lord and he is our Savior. And that we are to continue to preach this gospel. We continue to teach this gospel. You know, a lot of times, you know, some people, they, they, they'll look at the scriptures and they'll say, some pastors, pastors, they'll look at the scriptures and they'll say, you know what, this part, I don't want to teach this part because it's too offensive. But you know what, guys? My, my oath as a pastor is to teach you the scriptures. It's to teach you the scriptures. I, I, don't, I don't expect you to agree with me on everything. I don't expect you to believe in everything that I believe in. I don't expect that. But my job as a pastor and my oath as a pastor is to teach you what is in the scriptures. And you are to take that like the Berians and take that and re-examine it. Re-examine it. And, and whatever you believe in, that's between you and God. That's between you and God. And that's what I, that's what I want to encourage. I, I don't want to encourage you to agree with everything that I say. But what I want to encourage is that I want to encourage you to take every single word that I say, to, teach er, to take every single word that is in the Scripture, and to examine it, to examine it for yourself, and to know what, what it is that you truly, truly believe in. Don't just, don't just go, you know, just, don't, just, don't just believe in anything, but believe based upon what is taught in the Scriptures. Take, take a look at that, examine it, examine it. And know what you believe. And so keep that between you and God. Okay? That's, what I, that's what I want. That's, that's what I, I want to encourage. And so, as Christians, that's, that's what we need to understand is that, you know, even if angels were to teach us, even, as angel, even if angels were to teach us a gospel that is, 
is not the same as the gospel that, that is revealed to us in the scriptures. That we are, not to, we are not to take that. We are not to take that. But we are to preserve the scriptures as taught to us by the apostles. And at, at the end, at the end of this, uh, at the end of this, the Apostle Paul says in verse 10, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. So, so Paul understands that the things that he's saying to this church, it's not exactly what this church wants to hear. He understands that. Because this church, they want to mix their religion. They want to mix their Christianity. So he understands that, but he's telling them that he has a purpose too. As an apostle, he has a purpose. And his purpose as an apostle is not to please them, but to please God. And so he has to tell them this even if it hurts them, even if they disagree with him, that he has to tell them this. And so, so as Christians, oftentimes this is very difficult for us because, because we don't want to say things that people don't want to hear a lot of times. But yet sometimes we just have to because our oath is to God. Our oath is to God. And many times the, many times the gospel that we preach might not be exactly the gospel that what people want to hear. But we have to preach the gospel because that's our oath to God as Christians. Okay? And so, so you know, we... we God, God is the one that we are to serve. And so as Christians, that's who we focus on, is serving God. And so even if the message is a little bit, you know, even if the message is something that kind of offend some people, Paul's saying that I want to say it because this is what God wants me to say. And so it's, it's difficult. It's difficult, especially in our time, in our time where, where there's a lot of, you know, chaos and politics and things like that. And every single time I come up here, I, I, I try to, you know, um, watch what I say carefully, too. But um, when we talk, you know, but I want us to understand that, that the oath is to God. That's not just for me, but for all of us. But our job is to preach the gospel as taught in the Word of God. Let us pray together. Father, we thank you so much for this gospel. And Father, we understand that as human beings, that as people we, and as sinners, we oftentimes disagree on so many things, but we are so thankful. We're so thankful for this gospel that you've provided to us through your Son, Jesus Christ. And so, Father, we ask that you keep us faithful to this gospel, each and every single one of us. Keep us, allow us to continue to proclaim this gospel for the sake of your kingdom, Father. And so, Father, we lift everyone up to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.